Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. The first time I realized that Jesus took the absolute penalty, punishment, all of it for my sins, that was freedom for me. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm teaching on a new series that I've entitled, Observing All Things. And this comes from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. He said we're supposed to make disciples. And then in verse 20, he says we're supposed to teach them to observe all things that He had commanded us. And I taught on discipleship versus just being uh, a convert, making converts. And this is one of the distinguishing differences between the two. A disciple is a person who they have been taught the Word of God, and the Word of God has shaped their world view, their paradigm, their approach to everything. Today, we have millions of people who are claiming to be Christians, but they're embracing concepts that are completely opposed to the Word of God because they weren't taught the Word of God. They weren't taught the accuracy of the Word of God. And so we have many people who are claiming to be Christians who are not Word people, who are not basing their opinions on the Word of God, and it's causing tremendous problems. So I just want to begin to start teaching on some of these all things that we're supposed to be teaching people. Now again, I can't do all of this in just one week or two weeks or a series of programs, but I'm hitting some of the big issues today that I think are major issues. And the one that I've been dealing with the last couple of days is talking about creationism versus evolution. The biblical account of creation versus what the secular world has come up with about evolution in these millions and millions and millions of years. You know, on our new property up in Woodland Park, the sanctuary, we're building a trail on it, and my uh, graduating class wanted to give a gift to us. And so one of the gifts that they're giving, they're putting up a marker on this trail. And they've heard me say that I want a marker on that trail that as people walk around, they'll come up to this stone marker and it says 20 million years ago on this exact spot, absolutely nothing happened because God had not created the heavens and the earth yet. <laughs> I think that's great. And this is a reaction, you know, to going to the Grand Canyon, all of these places that a hundred million years ago, all of this stuff happened. They weren't there. They don't know. Well, people might say, well, you weren't there either. How do you know? Because the Word of God says. And I've used scriptures like that death came as a result of sin, and yet evolution depends upon death in the fossil records millions and millions of years before the time of Adam and Eve and when sin entered the world. That violates scripture. I also took Genesis chapter 1, where it talked about that every species produces after his kind. Six times in about four verses, it makes that point. There is no such thing as mutation from one species to another species. It doesn't happen. It has never happened. It can't happen because God didn't create it that way. And yet evolution is dependent upon, I mean, it is totally dependent upon evolution evolving from one species to another. It doesn't happen. This violates the Word of God. 
And you know, I, I've shared Dr. Grady McMurtry and also Dr. Carl Ball uh, bringing some scientific, more educated uh, things to this. But the biblical principles that I've already established, they're true. I'm just using these guys to supplement it. And what I'd like to do today is go back to Dr. Carl Ball. I was at his Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas a few years back, and we taped him. And you know, the evolutionary model is dependent upon these uh, fossils of things like trilobites. This is a one-celled animal that is incredibly complex, and yet it was supposed to be some of the very beginnings of the evolution that eventually became a man. And yet, um, Dr. Carl Ball has actual uh, fossilized prints of a human footprint with a trilobite in that exact same follow. Uh, fossil that according to the evolutionary column were supposed to be separated by millions, maybe hundreds of millions of years, and yet here's a trilobite in the exact same fossil on the, on the shoe print of a man walking in this fossil record. So anyway, I'd like you to see this. I'd like to, for you to hear uh, Dr. Ball's explanation of all of this. So I'm going to go back to that and play that. At the end of our program, we'll be giving you information about how you can get materials that will cover all this. So please listen and then write us or call us at the end of this program. Well, let me address this. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. We have so much to talk about. Mm. Um, here along the Paluxy River, this is the Cretaceous Limestone. This limestone layer is adjacent to uh, the Austin layer called the Austin Chalk Cretaceous Rock. They're, they're actually blended as one. This layer extends, it was first described near Austin, Texas. It extends through Glenrose. Now it's sedimentary. You understand, and, and everyone in the audience needs to understand, sedimentary rock is laid down by water. And uh, geologists now recognize it's laid down very quickly, very quickly. They used to think it was laid down over long periods of time and accumulated. Now they know because of polystrate fossils. Poly means many, straight means layers. Polystrate fossils running through these layers, that this was laid down rapidly. Okay, from Austin, this layer runs through Glenrose. It runs 1,600 miles to the eastern seaboard. It picks up again at the White Cliffs of Dover. It runs throughout Europe. It runs throughout Asia. It runs throughout Russia. Back to Europe. It runs throughout Israel. It runs throughout Saudi Arabia. Wow. It runs south throughout Africa. Now back to Texas. It runs north from here throughout Canada. It runs south throughout Mexico and throughout South America. This one layer we're seated on. It runs west, is broken up by the Rockies, picks up again, runs to the western seaboard, is picked up again in Australia. This layer we're working in is a worldwide sedimentary layer that requires a world wide flood. Now one of the most important things we have at the Creation Evidence Museum is the Tower of Truth. We have the Wall of Truth, a 20-foot wall 
where we have the actual rock layers that we brought in from throughout the United States, starting with the granite into the Cambrian that according to evolution is 550 million years old. They can't prove it's that old, but it has what they call primitive life forms in it. So they assign it 550 million years. Then it goes up through the coal that's supposed to be 395 million years old, goes up through the Permian that's supposed to be 230 million, up through this Cretaceous layer, all the way to the top. Andrew, saturated throughout this, these systems of layers have been found man-made artifacts. Like 60 to 100, 500 million years before man existed? What about a human <laughs> sandal print with stitching around the side with an Elrathia gingai trilobite? Now, don't let that blow you. That, that's, that's a particular <laughs> three-lobed sea bug. <laughs> with one pressed into the heel and one pressed into the toe, a, a man-made human sandal print. And if it shows stitching, that would be a uh, developed man. Oh, sophisticated. Yes. Either he had developed or married a wife who could sew. Or maybe there was a time machine that they came to oh, modern days okay. and went, you know, that, that's more believable than evolution. Oh, yes. <laughs> and this has the wear on the heel. You know, when we walk, mm -hmm. uh, we actually waddle. Yeah. We place the outside and then we transfer the weight. This has the wear on the outside at the bottom of the geologic column. I can guarantee you there's people watching this program who have been partners with me forever and you are going to write in and say, you're just fine when you teach on the Bible, but why would you do this when science has proven that creationism is uh, a false thing, it's all evolution, and you are going to be taking it as it's a proven fact. And again, what Carl is saying right here disproves evolution, and people will write this off. When we did research for this, we looked up a lot of things, and one of the criticisms by creationists, by creationists. were saying that these footprints were carved. And that was one of my questions. And when I saw the little interview that Michael, one of our TV guys, did with you, you made that point that there oh, yes. were false That's footprints carved, but nobody gave you a chance to explain that. And they didn't uh, explain that you had had a verification of the compression of the footprint. But right. there are people who will to not believe in creationism because that makes them accountable to God. That makes the word correct, our modern society incorrect and they aren't willing to do that. They're willfully ignorant. Now, now there are many, I'd say there are tens of thousands, uh, probably more, who do believe this evidence. But when uh, an evolutionist, a committed evolutionist, uh, calls and, and, and we say, and he says, so you have a new footprint? Yeah. Well, everybody knows their card. He hangs up. He refuses. And there are even creationists who refuse to look at the evidence because they think they're all carved. Let's look at some real evidence. That's great. Let's do it. This is the Willett print. You can see where O.W. Willett in the mid-1950s actually cut through the rock to get this out. This was on the park ledge uh, 
what is now the park ledge, mm -hmm. and currently it's against the law to take these out of the river, but it was not at that time. He lived in Stephenville, a town nearby, yep. and uh, he came to fish, fish weren't biting, and a flash flood had recently ripped the ledge off. So he saw this trail of human footprints, and he cut this out. Now, the most interesting thing about it is, this individual with the great toe, second, third, fourth, little toe, the ball of the foot, mm -hmm. medial arch, the lateral section of the longitudinal arch, and the metatarsal arch, that individual stepped on a little pterodactyl track. That's the heel of the pterodactyl. This is the pliable forefoot. Oh, yeah. So we have two tracks. We have a pterodactyl track, and then we have a human track. Now, I had mentioned that there were some footprints carved. Mm -hmm. They were carved because originals had been found actually in the bed of the river. So uh, how do you tell the difference between a carved track and a genuine track? We now have the spiral CAT scan technology, and the spiral CAT scan shows compression not only under the hallux heel area of the pterodactyl, but compression even under this pliable forefoot and then the compression of the human track over it. Not only do we have this original track with the evidence of it being cut out, the hole is still in place on the park ledge, precisely where this came from. And I mentioned my buddy Robert Summers, the world oh, famous yeah. artist who lives here at Glen Rose. Mm -hmm. Bob grew up at Glen Rose. He has become, well, in fact, let's just meet Bob. Robert All right. Summers. Glad to have you uh, come on, thank Bob. Thank you. It's my, my privilege. And uh, he has sculpted the John Wayne at John Wayne International Airport, Trail Drive downtown Dallas, the Byron Nelson, the Tom Landry, to mention just wow. a few. <laughs> but Dr. Ball was saying that you saw these Absolutely. before they were excavated in the rock layers. About 57, 58 years ago. Are you that old? <laughs> I was mm -hmm. a young man of 11 or 12. We used to go out to the Plexi River to picnic mm -hmm. in the area that is now the State Park. It, was, it belonged to a friend of mine at that time. But, uh, oh, you know, it was, it was common for us to go out there and, hey, look, here's another dinosaur track. And then we'd step over some of these human prints, and they said, look here. I said, so what? You can see that at a beach. You know, let's go over and look at these dinosaur tracks. <laughs> Not realizing the significance. You didn't realize that to have <laughs> human footprints and dinosaur tracks right together no. basically what killed evolution. Well, I didn't even consider that, you know. It wasn't even, I said, hey, dinosaurs and men. And you do verify that as oh, a young man. You saw this series of footprints? I probably saw that track. Yes. I, I, I can't verify that, but there were like a left, right, left, right. About six tracks. And the there were probably five or six tracks, yeah. yeah. Wow. And that could very well be one of them. And particularly now that we have the spiral CAT scan technology you, you to know, read through the rock. I had, I had some friends here, and one of them was known to carve tracks. But you can tell it in a heartbeat when you see a carved track. And besides that, today's technology, the spiral CAT scan, as you mentioned, will show the compression underneath these. I, didn't, I don't need that to tell if it's carved or not, mm -hmm. but it kind of fits in with my work. Yes, you know? because he's a sculptor and that's natural. Well, not only do we have this, but this also is an original footprint. Now, this is in rock that, according to evolutionary theory, 
is assigned an age 110 million years. Of course, those ages are simply assigned. All of these deposits were laid down in the worldwide flood mm -hmm. of Noah's day. This is from the Permian Basin, the looters print. And uh, Permian Basin's out in uh, West Texas. Out in West Texas. And the Permian rock, according to evolutionary theory, is about 220 million years old. Here's a big footprint. Uh, it's human in nature. When I first saw it, and the individual who cut it out of the series cut very close to the ledge. Mm -hmm. When I first saw it, I thought, well, that can't be genuine. But we ran it through spiral CAT scan technology. It is genuine. Of course, it has the great toe, sensitive second toe, third, fourth, little toe. It's from a giant. It's 17 inches in length. Well, now Shaquille O'Neal's foot's not much smaller than that. That's correct. <laughs> we have one of his tennis shoes, and uh, his feet are, were about 16 inches. And so that's only an inch and a half longer than Shaquille O'Neal's footprint. That's right. And wow. Max Palmer was eight feet, two inches tall. He had a relatively short foot for a giant. It was 15 and a half inches. But that's only an inch and a half short of this. Yeah. So it's within the realm. So this is that uh, sandal print that you were this speaking of. This is probably one of the world's most valuable artifacts. This is the sandal print with a stitching around the side. Curvature of the mm -hmm. front of the sandal, about an inch and a quarter from the tip of this very hard slate. Stitching around the side here. The wear on the heel, it's a right sandal print. Wait this a is, minute, look at what's in there. Oh yes. What, that can't be in there. Well, that's an Elrathia <laughs> gingai trilobite. That's the overlay material. And another one crushed here. And uh, He explained this, is, this earlier. <laughs> yes, a trilobite is a three-lobed sea bug. Yes, yes. Now, this at is at what the, date? Well, this is at the bottom of the geologic column that, <laughs> according to evolutionary theory, is assigned an age 550 million years <laughs> because of the trilobites. Well, actually, remember uh, Dr. Ernst Mayer stated that if you could find mm -hmm. a horse fossil or, or something very complicated in 500 million year old rock, it would blow evolution completely and strongly favor adherence to a creator. Well, there this is. is 550 more complicated than, a, yes. than the mane of a horse. And uh, again, I'm not sure that the cameras can capture this, but I can just verify looking at it that you can actually see the exact sandal print. You can see where the stitching is along the edge and all of these things, whether it shows up on camera or not, it's definitely verifiable. You could really get a close up of a that. A trilobite. Shh. Yes. I've learned a new word. <laughs> and over here, now these oh. are, to me, that one you, I didn't even notice the dinosaur print over there because it wasn't as obvious. But these, the human print and the dinosaur print are very obvious together mm -hmm. right here. Very specific. This is the actual hammer. Now, you know, like uh, Bob was saying earlier, he saw the human footprint and the dinosaur prints, but didn't realize what he was seeing were supposed to be separated by hundreds of millions of years. But now this is tremendous evidence that here is an iron tool in rock. Oh, yeah. How do you get a tool in rock that's hundreds of year, millions of years old? Well, actually in <laughs> rock uh, that we thought first artificial, but it turns out to be early Cretaceous assigned an age 140 million years by the geologist. Then here's the cup or ladle. Uh -huh. 
Isn't that astounding? That is. And this is the one that was found in the coal? In the coal that is supposed to be just under 400 million years in age, 395 million years. Now, if it's modern, then that coal is modern. Yeah, if it makes sense. Flood, pre-flood, then this is... Well, these two things right here, I, if people believe that you didn't manufacture this somewhere, I don't know how you could do it. You couldn't. But if you didn't manufacture this, and if this is in rock and this was found in coal, this right here totally disproves evolution. Totally disproves evolution. Now we come to the finger. This, this finger was found in the same layer with the dinosaur footprints and the dinosaur fossil that Bob helped me excavate, the acrocanthosaur. So that was found here in Glen Rose. Here in Glen Rose. We sectioned it, that's before we had the spiral CAT scan access. We found the replaced bone, the replaced cartilaginous ligaments. Then we ran the spiral CAT scan later, and we found the distal, medial, and proximal joints, all the three joints that you and I have. Mm -hmm. And the fingernail is there, the taper into the finger. Now we come to what is essentially the icon representing what the museum is about. I came to Glen Rose because of the human and dinosaur controversy. Mm -hmm. Built the museum because if man and dinosaur did live contemporaneously, the theory of evolution is bankrupt. This defines and illustrates creation, scientific creation as well as biblical creation. This was discovered in the spring of uh, 2000. We excavated seven human footprints in that same vicinity. Here's the human footprint with a great toe, second, third, fourth, little toe. There's been compression in the human footprint because then the Acrocanthosaurus dinosaur stepped on and intruded into the human footprint, pushing some of the consolidated mud up into the human footprint. We ran this through spiral cat scan at two professional facilities. The compression density is under the human footprint, under the compressed material, under and around the dinosaur footprint. That is genuine. Here we have man and dinosaur not only living at the same time, but interacting in this footprint. On today's program, Andrew interviewed Dr. Carl Baugh. For more information about Dr. Baugh and the Creation Evidence Museum, go to creationevidence.org. Throughout this series, Andrew mentions many statistics and scriptures with regard to creation versus evolution. These references, as well as others pertaining to abortion and homosexuality, have been compiled in the Observing All Things booklet, which is Andrew's free gift to you today when you write or call. I'd like to encourage you to get this material. You know, this is different than what I typically teach. I normally just teach straight from Scripture, but we've incorporated into this interviews with doctors who have all of these credentials that can speak to the subject of creationism in a way that I can't. We also have this little booklet that comes with it that has charts and graphs along with scriptures on social issues such as abortion, homosexuality, creationism. 
This is just, it's a different type of teaching than what I typically do, but it is very powerful. I really felt impressed that I needed to share this with people. These are hot issues that affect us today. So listen to our announcer as he gives you information and please get these products today. Andrew's complete teaching titled Observing All Things is available in either a CD or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. This entire series is also available for audio download absolutely free from our website. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is making a difference in every sphere of society. To help bring the gospel into the world of sports, Andrew has partnered with Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy and award-winning sportscaster J.B. James Brown to create Beyond the Game. Through this GospelTruth.tv original production, we have given a platform for highly respected athletes, coaches, and chaplains to share their personal stories of how their faith in Jesus brought them through impossible odds to come out victorious. We want to give our audience a look inside these coaches, players, athletes, and show them what makes them tick. Thank you, friends and partners, for enabling us to share the gospel in a way the world has not yet seen. Check out Beyond the Game with Tony and JB. Visit gospeltruth.tv today. I tell you, I'm excited. God is going to do something special during these meetings. I am enjoying this conference so much, I literally cannot wipe the smile off my face. Seeing Andrew is great, and being able to meet him was awesome. He speaks into your life like no one I know. I mean, he makes the Word come alive. Andrew's teaching and the love that he has for God's Word and truth, it is the gospel truth. So I started doing Karis Bible College online while I was living in Mexico as a missionary. And it was just so amazing. Being able to do it at home you know, with young children. We live in a very remote area. My husband and I would um, download the classes into our phones. The online classes are absolutely awesome. You're getting ministered to, you're learning how to minister to other people. It is your biggest return on investment. Have you checked out the inside story yet? It's a great way for you to get an inside look of what is happening at Andrew Womack Ministries. With over six years of interviews, there's a lot to get excited about. Check out this month's featured story today, only at awmi.net. 
You know, I want to share with you about my living commentary. For those of you that don't know, this is a digital version of a Bible commentary. And I have literally gone through dozens and dozens of books and study guides to compile all of this, and I put it into a form in this living commentary that saves you all of that study. Plus, it's all of the insight that God has given me over 51 years of ministry is all poured into there. And we've devised this in such a way that you can put your little cursor over a scripture that is being quoted and it automatically pops that scripture up. You don't have to leave that screen and go somewhere else and then come back. And there are Greek and Hebrew words defined. There are commentaries that are on there. There's my footnotes. There's a treasury of scripture knowledge. Uh, there's different versions of the scripture. Check out our living commentary. It will be a tremendous blessing to you.